Welcome back to another episode of Comedy's Dead. I'm Sandra. I'm your host. And I know I told you guys that I was going to be doing an episode once a week, but I lied. Okay. I'm a mom. I'm a single mom and I'm allowed to lie because I'm busy. So unlike most comedians who are either single or married, you know, so either they don't have a family or kids to take care of. And if they do, then they're married and they have a wife that takes care of all the groceries and the cleaning and the laundry and the parent and teacher conferences. And, you know, when their kids screw up and steal their drugs, you know, the mom can deal with it. I don't have that. It's just me. So sometimes things get busy and I have stuff to do. So you're going to have to wait an extra week every once in a while. Okay, deal with it. It's not that big of a deal. There's plenty of podcasts out there to keep you entertained, I guess. But anyways, I wanted to talk about, you know, when you're really tired, like you've, you've been tired all day, all day, all night, and all you want to do is get home and go to sleep. And then when you finally get home and lay down, you're wide awake. You can't go to sleep. And it happens to me all the time, and it drives me nuts. And I think a lot of it has to do with, you know, when you work a dead end job, like I do at Amazon, you know, a warehouse, I walk around aimlessly with a scanner and I just scan items to put in a bin. And then when the bin is full, I put it on a conveyor and then I get a new bin. And I do this for six or seven hours. And It's very, it's not physically taxing. It's not that bad to do it physically, but mentally it is draining because you don't really, I mean, it's just one after the other. So it's not like I can think about things I want to talk about on a podcast. No, I mean, it's just one after the other. And it's just, it's, it's, I, I can't really say much because they made us like come in and do these meetings and they told us we're not allowed to talk about Amazon because we could lose our jobs. And as much as I hate Amazon, it is the only job that allows me to pick my schedule, work part time and get paid a decent amount so I can still do it and waste the remainder of my life making these stupid podcasts that nobody listens to or watches. I don't know. Maybe people do listen. I just don't check the stuff on iTunes because I can't handle any more depressing news. I know nobody watches it on YouTube, but whatever. Anyways, no. And I, so I do, I think it has to do with the fact that it's such a horrible job that when you get off, there's like this rush of freedom. So you, you're free and, but there's nothing to do because I'm broke. So I come home and I can't go to sleep. And, you know, it's even worse when you come home and there's no one to come home to. I mean, I have a dog and a kid, but I can't, you know, complain about my day to my dog or my kid. So, you know, it's, I, you know, I'm used to coming home to a guy and complaining about my day and him saying, Hey, are you going to shut up and put this dick in your mouth? I mean, I, I need a little misogyny in my life. Not too much, but I do need it to get the pussy wet, you know? And you don't have to be not like an Andrew Tate or anything like that. I mean, you don't want to offend me when your dick is in my mouth because I might bite it off, you know? Or at least give it a little bite because, you know, I'm crazy like that. 
I mean, and that's why I always dress comfortable because I'm crazy comfy. Because if I bite your dick, then you're going to have to call the cops and they're going to have to come out and then I'm going to have to go to jail. And I've already been to jail and I'm not going back. So I don't know if any of you people out there listening or if I'm just talking into the abyss, but jail sucks. Oh, it does. It's cold. I mean, it is freezing cold. It is so cold. People wrap themselves in toilet paper. That is how cold it is. And no one cares because no one's using the bathroom anyways. I ended up, I got arrested in Las Vegas when I lived out there. And I was actually in the process of moving back to Indiana because it was a really bad time in my life. And I've talked about this before. I had friends that were trying to pimp me out to Jeffrey Epstein, only I didn't know who Jeffrey Epstein was. And it was this weird time when I was, me and my husband were getting ready to get a divorce. And I had been with him since high school. So it was my first taste of freedom. And what do I do? I end up on a boat in the Atlantic Ocean with uh, Sandy Berger, the Clinton um, national security advisor, and then this other guy and Epstein. And it was a big mess. Only I didn't even know who Epstein was at the time because this was years before the big story broke. This was right when he was getting that plea deal. Only I didn't know any of this. But I told all of my friends and I was telling everyone that there was this weird sex cult and things were going on and they were recruiting girls and no one would believe me because it sounded crazy at the time. It really did. I mean, I sounded like, and we'll get to that in a second. But anyways, no one would really believe me. And I didn't know who was involved and who wasn't involved and which one of my friends were involved. So it was just a weird time. So I, I was living with this guy and I ended up walking in on him, jacking off. And it really pissed him off. And he came into my room because it was his house and he put his arm up. And my phone was ringing, which was in the bathroom, and it was my husband, and he was already pissed off at me anyways, and I knew if I didn't answer the phone, it was going to be bad. So I, he, I tried to push his arm out of the way, and then he pushed me, and it was a big mess, and somehow I went to jail. So anyways... I go to jail. I've never been to jail. I'm devastated. I'm bawling my eyes out. And they leave me in the holding cell with my hands still handcuffed behind my back and there was this crazy crackhead like screaming and going nuts so now I'm really bawling I'm handcuffed and she starts yelling at me and I'm I'm like in shock so I walk up to the little window the little window that you have and she comes up behind me and I'm handcuffed and she starts banging my head into the window. This went on and I couldn't defend myself. She was feral and I was handcuffed. And this went on for a good two to three minutes before somebody came in and got her off of me. And it took two or three guys to pull her off of me. And when I got up, I'm still handcuffed. So I walked out to the booking area, bawling. And I'm like, can I please make a phone call? And like six guards tackled me. Like, I'm handcuffed. What can I do, folks? They tackled me and they dragged me back. And I don't know what happened to the crackhead, but she was no longer in there. And then, I don't know, maybe, I don't know how long it was because there's no clocks in jail. I don't know, there's no clocks in jail. So you have no clue what time it is. You don't get a phone call. 
that I don't know why they put that in the movies, but I never once got a phone call. I got to put an emergency contact down that they could inform that I was in jail. And of course, I put my husband at the time. And I don't know how long I was in this holding cell. And they finally brought in some like food. That's how you that's how you can tell what time it is by what type of food they bring you, whether it's breakfast, lunch or dinner. And it was Alpo. It was literally dog food. It was a piece of bread and this mushy stuff that I wanted no part of. And I'm going to get a drink of water. I have my Invisaligns out, so it's really weird. Anyways. So after I was in this one holding cell, somebody came in and they took me down to the showers. Because I guess after how long you've been there, they have to you have to take a shower and then put on the prison scrubs. But there was no water pressure. It was like dripping. And this lady was like, you have to wash your hair. And I'm like, are you on crack? Like, look at this. Like, I can't, there's not enough. We'd be here all day. And she's like, you have three minutes. I'm like, it's not even gonna, it will, it will take more than three minutes to wet all this down. So, I mean, obviously I, I didn't wash my hair. I just kind of like rinsed off and I put my prison scrubs on and then they moved me into an even bigger holding cell. And, oh God, people in there were just animals. They were screaming and yelling and fighting and there's no place to sit. And then they brought in, so I mean, this was hours later, they brought in, it must've been breakfast time because it was cereal. And they, you get the little cartons of milk from, you know, what you would get in school. And then it was this like generic Apple Jacks. And I was so excited because I hadn't eaten an hour. I mean, it, it's probably been close to almost 24 hours now and I have not eaten, no phone call. I've had my head banged against the wall. So I was so excited to eat this generic cereal. And this big bitch comes up, looks me dead in the eye and reaches over and takes my little cereal box. I was like, oh, I cannot go to jail. I mean, these people will eat me. I mean, it was it was that bad, folks. And then so now I'm, I'm crying again. I have no food. People are just awful and it's cold. So I finally got enough toilet paper that I can make a little pillow. And I laid down under the benches and I finally fell asleep. And then they came in and called my name. So I was being released. And I don't know if you've been to jail. But when you get released, I mean, they just release you. They just kick you out. Like they give you your clothes. You put your clothes back on. I got my purse and my phone and they just open this big door and like you're you're out. And uh, and Clark County, it happens to be in downtown Las Vegas. So they just let you out. And I couldn't go back to my house, which I was in the process of moving out of because well, one, we got in a fight and he was trying to pit me out to Jeffrey Epstein and no one would believe me. And so I, I'm like terrified because there's drug addicts everywhere. There's homeless people everywhere. And my phone rings. My phone is getting ready to die. I have like one bar left. It was like a flip phone, like a, one of those Nokia flip phones. This is how long ago this was, folks. And it was my husband, thank God. And he had gotten me because when you put down the emergency contact person, they call him. They call whoever it is. So then they also call that person when you get released. So he's like, I got you a hotel down the street, blah, blah, blah. Just go check in and, you know, you just fly home tomorrow. So as I'm walking, this guy is following me and trying to sell me crack. 
And I'm like, I dude, I, I don't, I don't, I don't mess with crack. Just leave me alone. Follows me all the way to the hotel room. So I'm checking in. I'm doing all my stuff to check in. And he already has a room there. And now I'm even more terrified. And he's still trying to sell me crack. And I'm on the phone with my stupid soon-to-be ex-husband. And I'm telling him this guy is following me, trying to sell me crack. And he's like, you're crazy. You're hallucinating. All, all this stuff. And I'm like, I'm not crazy. Like, why won't anybody fucking believe me that this is happening to me? It's bad enough that I just got pimped out to, like politicians and no one believed me now i have some crazy crackhead following me trying to sell me crack and he's in the hotel that you booked me in i'm thinking what are you involved now i don't know even i don't know who to trust now and i get up to the hotel room he still doesn't believe me i'm on my phone my cell phone i had to go get a charger i'm getting ready to plug the the charger into the wall and you know charge my cell phone and he still doesn't believe me about this crackhead following me. And then the ho my hotel room phone rings. And he's like, who the hell is calling you? I'm like, I don't know. So I pick up the phone. It was the crackhead trying to sell me crack. So don't go to jail, folks. I mean, it is awful. But anyways, yeah, it was the whole, the whole Epstein thing. And um, I mean... No one believed me for years. It wasn't until the story broke, you know, after like Trump was in office that people were like, oh, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, I told you, I've been telling you guys for years. I felt like Randy Quaid off of um, Independence Day. But anyways, that is my gel story. It was awful. It was horrific. And I won't go back. I mean, I would run from the cops before I went back to jail because jail is rough and it should be rough because I, I mean, that was enough for me. Like, I won't mess around. I won't do anything wrong now because I had my head bashed into a wall and no one helped. I, the food's awful and some lady stole my food. So yeah, jail is not the place for me. Anyways, yeah, I mean, I don't... When you hear like horrible prison stories and jail stories and how rough it is, it should be rough. I mean, it shouldn't be so bad that you get eaten to death by bed bugs. That's a problem. But it should be rough. It shouldn't be enjoyable. You should not want to go back. Um, and it should scare the hell out of you so you don't go back. But um, yeah, I don't know. I bitch a lot about this country. I know. I do. But honestly, I think America is a great place to live. I really do. I mean, besides the fact that the kids can't read at all and all the kids have guns and someone should do a study because I guarantee you the kids that have the lowest test scores in reading are the ones that have the most guns. I just, I know it. But anyways, but no, other than that, you know, we have a 24 hour Walgreens. Some countries don't have that. I mean, that stuff comes in handy when you have a yeast infection when you're on vacation. It's true. And it is so nice. You can just walk in. You can get two monostat treatments. You can get a morning after pill. And while you're waiting in line, you can read a magazine about Britney Spears being on meth. I mean, that is what else do you want, people? America is the greatest country in the world just for that. I don't know, folks. Do you think Britney is on meth? I don't. I honestly, I, she still has all of her teeth. I mean, so she couldn't have been on it for very long. But honestly, if she is, you know what? Good for her. Girl power, Brittany.
I mean, that's what it's about. That is why people come to this country so they can make enough money that they're so rich that nobody tries to take the drugs away. That's how you know you've made it when you have the Sackler family on speed dial. You don't even have to like call a drug dealer. You just Venmo the top and you get whatever you want. I mean, truly, that is how you know you have achieved the American dream. When you can just roll up to the Walgreens pharmacy, four locos deep, with a dead hooker in the back seat, and no one says anything. They just hand you your prescription. I mean, I know it sucks for the dead hooker, but hey, look, that is the difference in this country. That is the difference between rich people and poor people. I mean, rich people, you know, they can just get those good Pfizer drugs. They don't have to worry about it. Poor people, I mean, they're just mixing up whatever is underneath the kitchen sink. And that's fine. Because you know what? Herpes, we all share the same herpes. It doesn't matter if you're rich or poor. Herpes doesn't discriminate. And that's really what equality is all about, folks. It really is. Um, yeah, it's great when you're on top. If you're rich and you have made it and you have money, you don't have to worry about anything. It's awesome. Like, look at all these huge tech companies or tech execs or I don't know what they are, but you're Jeff Bezos or Elon Musk's, you know, these gurus that are have so much money that they don't even know what to do with it. So when they get bored of, you know, shooting rockets into the sky, trying to be the first one to come all over Mars or whatever they're wanting to do, I don't know. I don't, I'm not a guy. I'm not rich and I don't have a dick. All right. But you know, when, when they're done and they get bored with their little rockets, they go and they seek out all these biotech science companies that are trying to, you know, create pills and medicine so people can live forever. And that's what Jeff Bezos and all of them are pumping all their money into right now, because that's how good it is to be rich. I mean, you want to live forever. And how and why wouldn't you? Because you get to spend all damn day on your yachts with hookers and big titties in your face. I mean, what's not to, why would you ever want to die if you had that life? I mean, not if you're poor like me. I mean, I'm Irish. I mean, I'm ready to do one of those Irish goodbyes and peace out of this place for good. Uh, seriously, I am not joking. I wear one of those uh, do not resuscitate bracelets whenever I leave my house. I do. It's different. It is so different in this country. I mean, when you're rich and you own these tech companies, it, life is great. But if you're like me and you work for one of the apps, like, you know, Uber, which I used to work for, it's awful. You can't even go to the bathroom. You can't because everyone's on drugs and everyone's shooting heroin and fentanyl and God knows what else that if you work at night when all the money is happening on the weekends, you can't go anywhere to use the bathroom because all the bathrooms are closed. No one, no one will let you use their bathrooms. You can go in and beg. And they're like, no, because people are shooting heroin. It's like, well, I, I, I'm not. I'll show you my app. I'm working. Clearly, I'm not a heroin addict. And they don't care. I mean, it's like, I'm a girl. I have to change a tampon. And they're like, well, it's not my problem. I mean, I just want to rip my tampon out and throw it in their face. Be like, oh, not your problem. Your problem now, asshole. Just, you know, it makes you want to just drive your car into a brick wall. Seriously. But I can't do it because I, well, one, I have a kid 
And and even at this point, I mean, she doesn't need a mom or what does she need me for? She has a phone. She doesn't need me. I mean, she has Uber Eats. She can get to school. I mean, kids don't even need parents anymore. That's where we're at, folks. But other than that, I, I can't do it because I'm Murphy's Law. I mean, if I was to drive my car into a brick wall, I wouldn't die. I mean, I would just be paralyzed from the neck down. I'd be a paraplegic or whatever the rest of my life and I'd be hooked up to some breathing machine and you know then I wouldn't even know if I had to go to the bathroom I could just spend the remainder of my days pissing the days away watching my colostomy bag fill up you know that's that's what it means to be at the bottom but I know that's kind of dark but I'm kind of I like dark humor because I've had a dark life all right But what really pisses me off about all of these tech companies and these like huge execs is they make such a big deal about the whole, what is it, DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion. And that's good. I think that's a good thing. I'm not complaining about that at all. I just think they're full of shit. And we know they're full of shit and they know they're full of shit, but yet we reward these people and we, you know, the... They, I don't know what they do, but they just go around like bragging about all the stuff that they're doing for equity, inclusion and, you know, minorities. And it's so fake. And what really pisses me off is they don't do shit for women. They don't. I work at Amazon and it sucks. And I'm not even allowed to talk about it because I'm in fear of losing my job. So somebody get me on Joe Rogan so I can talk about Amazon secrets. But I can talk about working for Uber, and that really sucked. And they don't care about women at all. So it pisses me off that they make a big deal about what they're doing for equity and inclusion. But when it comes to women, it's like we don't exist. Now, the hookers on the yachts, oh yeah, they love the hookers on the yachts. And I used to be one of those hookers on the yacht, but I'm not anymore. So screw you guys. I'm getting really sick of all your bullshit talking about all the stuff that you're doing for humanity and you're not doing anything. You guys sit by and you let all these trans women totally dominate and destroy women's sports and you don't say shit. And I've had it. I am sorry. Like, I, did, did anybody... Oh, this just pisses me off. And I, I'm not... Nothing against trans people. I do whatever you want. I'm pro-trans. Just some of you bitches don't get to compete in women's sports. I'm sorry. But did anybody read the article in Sports Illustrated when they gave Leah Thomas the Female Athlete of the Year Award? Okay, did anyone read the article or was that just me? Because I know nobody reads anymore. They just... I don't know what people are doing. They're addicted and glued to their phones, okay? But I took the time and I read the damn article. And do you know what that bitch said? And I quote, she said that she never took any female hormones. So no estrogen, no progesterone, none of that. She said she didn't take any of the female hormones because she knew it would ruin her swimming career. And nobody questioned at, questioned her. They were just like, oh, you're so brave. You're so brave. Here's female of the year award. The bitch had nothing female about her. No estrogen, no progesterone, because she didn't want to ruin her swimming career. You know, screw that bitch. And these 
tech companies, these big rich fucks, they don't do anything. They don't say anything. And even though when they're behind closed doors, they talk about what a how I don't know, just how blatantly wrong this is. And they don't come out and say anything because they don't want any drops in their third quarter earnings, you know? So screw those people. I don't care. I am pissed off. Anyways, did anyone, speaking of uh, tech companies, did anyone see on Twitter, I thought this was hilarious, uh, somebody, I don't, I think it was the guy, it had to have been the guy that posted it, which is even weirder, okay? It, things are getting really weird out there. It doesn't even make sense. Okay, so there was this white bitch, it was in New Orleans, and she, I don't know why this black guy was following her or harassing her, which is even weirder because you don't see that very much in this country. It's always the other way around. It's always, you know, some Karen getting yelled at or uh, threatening to call the cops or I don't know what they do but anyways so this lady and she was dressed I don't know she was kind of like in a skirt I think they were at like a cookout or there was going to be a street party or something and this black guy is following her with the phone yelling at her calling her all these names white bitch plantation bitch all it was kind of funny actually and saying how she was uh gentrifying his neighborhood and she needed to get out and where are you from and she was like I, I live here I'm from here and he was calling her a liar and you know it was very entertaining and then like other females came out to her rescue I don't know what was going on but the guy posted it I mean it was his phone he was holding the phone so he had to be the one that posted it which is weird because he was being a total asshole I mean this chick lived down the street from him and I post and I don't I have zero followers on Twitter. So if I get any like or anything, it's like the best day ever. So I saw that Kanye West was trending. So I put I po- I reposted the post and I said I would have called him by the N-word with the heart what, what did I say? No, I would have called him by the N-word with a hard R and made that dick hard. And I got likes. I was so excited. A bunch of likes actually. So that's what it's about. You have to piss people off. And no one was pissed. It was just funny because, you know, if you're going to be an asshole, you know, doesn't Chris Rock have a joke about that? Anyways, where you have to show him your your inward papers. Anyways, I just I'm trying to get likes here. I'm at the bottom. All right. I'm at the bottom. And when you're at the bottom, you can do whatever the hell you want. Anyways. But it's weird, these algorithms. I think the algorithm algorithms are just I don't think they want white women and black men getting along there's a lot of negativity and it's just from you know white bitch black man white woman black man and it's always negative which makes no sense because I'm a white woman so I can speak about this uh white women are not afraid of black guys like at all like one white women just really aren't aren't afraid of anything and we're, we're not afraid of black guys it makes no sense but um I had uh this is a funny story um a few weeks ago I had to get a new remote for my tv and no lie like it didn't work like the thing did not work and now when you get remotes you have to program everything you have to program the channels the volume all this stuff that like you should not have to do so I'm going through all this I'm following the directions properly I even have my glasses on so I could not be messing up and it just wouldn't work so I had to call the cable people and I was trying to explain to them that this 
remote that they gave me was bonk. It didn't work. And they're like, no, 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 you got to do this. And I'm like, no, it's broke. I've done all that. Why are you talking to me like I'm an idiot? Why are you mansplaining to me? I'm telling you the remote is broke. So they're like, well, you can just come get a new one. And I'm like, no, how about you send somebody out here and they deal with it? That's what I pay you fucks for. So they send a guy out and it was this black guy. I think he's from Jamaica because he had a really thick accent and his English wasn't very good. And he didn't like dogs. And I had a dog. So I, I tried putting the dog in the cage and the dog was going nuts. And then I had to put the dog outside and he was still going nuts. And he's messing with this remote and I'm trying to explain to him the, the remote is broke. And he's like, oh no, the, the remote's broke. So he had to go out and get a new remote. And now he's trying to program it. And he kept asking me, he's like, do you have another cable box? And my dog's still going nuts, like trying to break through the screen. And he eventually did. He eventually broke through the screen. And yeah, it was it was a bad day. But anyways, um, I was like, no, I don't have another cable box. What are you talking about? And he's like, well, I keep saying that you have another cable box, so it's not going to let me, you know, uh, program the remote or even the new remote. So he had to go back out to the stupid van and get a whole entire new cable box. And halfway through, he's like, this isn't going to let me do this. He keeps telling me that you have another cable box. And I'm like, this is the only cable box. This is it. So he had to call and he barely speaks English. So it was kind of like hard to like communicate. And I work at Amazon and no one there speaks English. So I'm used to it. It's fine. But he had to call tech support on the phone. And the tech support guy, I think it was outsourced to India because he spoke no English, like at all. So they couldn't even like communicate. So I'm sitting here listening to them trying to communicate about this mystery box. And finally, after like 15 minutes, I couldn't take it. And I just went up and I grabbed his phone out of his hand and I started yelling at the guy in India. And I'm like, look, there's no fucking box. What are you talking about? Just fix the damn remotes. So... White women aren't afraid of black dudes, like at all. And this, and I'm like, dude, no, you and I are cool. You're in my house. We're cool. The guy on the other line, he's an idiot. Like that's how I, that's how I do business. One on one. Whoever is in my house and in my space, that is the team that I am on. Anyways, yeah, that's ah, that is where we are at, folks. What else is there to talk about? Yeah, Amazon. I'm going to talk about Amazon. I don't care if I get fired. I hope I do get fired because I will sue because I am a single mom and you can't fire single moms. That's a lawsuit. Maybe. Not if you're white. For, I don't think, I think if you're white and you got fired, there's nothing you could do about it. If you were a person of color or if you were an LGBTQ and you got fired and you were a single mom, yeah, you would have people lining up to represent you, but not a white bitch. No, no, no. It is not a good time to be white in this country. It is just not. And some, you know, and for some people, it's never been good to be white. It's never been good to be white for me. I mean, my life, I've always been at the bottom and I'm still here. But no, I, Amazon is, oh God, it is a strange, strange ecosystem to work. Um, everyone there is immigrants. Everyone just got here. Um, and there's new batches, like every few weeks, there's just new batches and barely anybody speaks English and it's huge. We're talking, there's three stories, there's this huge middle part, and then there's the picking sections and those sections are huge and there's the east and west and when I started they had me on the west side and I liked the west side because it was all Filipinos and Asians and I liked it there because I, I grown up around Filipinos and Asians so they were fun and I was only over there 
Well, I was over there for a little while, but my first week after I, I la- lasted the first week, which is rare, most people dip out unless like, you know, they're working on a green card, they're out of there. Um, the One of the Filipino guys was like, listen, this is the Filipino side and we run things over here. So don't be picking too fast because that'll mess up our overtime. Like they run shit over there. And then once I started being friends and friendly and like hanging out, they moved me to the east side, which is all... Africans. They're all from, I don't know what part of Africa. They speak like Zuhili or something. I don't know. And there's some Jamaicans, which is cool because I met this one Jamaican guy. And I don't know if you've ever worked Amazon Night Chef Midnights. The whole entire parking lot smells like weed. So I was getting high on the job, which you're not supposed to do, with these Jamaicans. And one of the um, supervisors is, you know, one of those woke black bitches. You know what I'm talking about? really hates white women anyways when she found out i was smoking pot with jamaicans she moved me off of their path and i haven't seen them since so whatever that that's amazon i probably can't say too much else about it without getting in trouble but anyways the moral of this story is be nice to the immigrants because it's not their fault nato blew their country up and they don't have anywhere to go so anyways, I don't know. That was just me rambling, rambling, rambling. But anyways, I think I'm, I'm going to stop it there maybe. I don't know. Um, do I have anything else to say? I can just probably, I can probably just start this whole damn thing over again. But anyways, that has been Comedy's Dead. So like, follow, subscribe. If you listen Thank you. Tell your friends. Tell somebody. I don't know. That's what you're supposed to say. But anyways, thank you for listening and like, follow and subscribe.